So we are doing the um, board breaking with uh, Isaac. Nice. Doodles. This time use uh, your fist. Okay. One more. This time, use your hammer fist. Nice! <laughs> you are listening to the Johnny Tiger Experience, Episode 10. Today's quote, The only difference between a master and a novice is that the master has made more mistakes than the novice has tried. I am Johnny Tiger, and this is my universe.
Earlier, while preparing a document for work on the computer, something happened that made me reconsider my idea, my whole outlook on kindness and tolerance. I was hammering away on the computer. It was a very complex document with a lot of stats I had to enter into the right sections and a lot of calculations, a lot of double checking and triple checking just to make sure that no mistake and the computer was lagging badly and I was frustrated and uh, quite annoyed when out of nowhere my 12 years old orange cat tiger bounded onto the keyboard royally messed up the line I was typing on I felt the familiar flash of anger, red and hot, rushing up toward the base of my brain, and I cussed at him and swatted him off the keyboard. As moments like that often go, uh, about three minutes later, I started to feel bad, I started to feel guilty, I, I felt I was not being fair, I felt well, I was an asshole. So I called out to him and he came over and when I petted him, he licked my hand, which made me feel even worse. And I tried to justify it to myself. I said, well, heck, this cat lashes out at me all the time. He swats at me all the time. So, oh. Why can't I do it just this once? But then, that little ever reasonable, maybe it's a good part of me, uh, piped up in this little voice inside my head and asked me. So, when was the last time Tiger lashed out at you in anger? Well. I attempted to defend myself. Uh, in the, well, it was when uh, I trotted on his tail. Hmm. How about time before that? Um, when I took him to the vet. And before that? When I trotted on his tail. And before that? Uh, when I was carrying him and almost dropped him. And that little voice, much hated voice, all too reasonable voice, continued. When is the last time, in your recollection, Tiger lashed out at you? Because he was frustrated or annoyed? Alright, fine, I got your point, okay? I'm not even as kind and tolerant as a bloody cat. Happy now?
melodies of the Orient, where music promotes harmony. Hello, 你好 Welcome back to Melodies of the Orient. In this segment, I showcase some Oriental music for those music lovers who like to be exposed to music from a different culture. As my father once said, we have a lot of beautiful songs in our culture, and it would be a shame that people in other parts of the world never get to hear them. Today, I'm featuring an artist that I didn't really know about until the late 2007. His name is Dale Lang. That's D A O and L A N G. Dale Lang. Dale Lang hails from China. And was immensely popular, for he brought to the music industry a very refreshing、uh, kind of singing style. He has the same kind of husky voice you would find with Brian Adams or Rod Stewart, and his style is at the same time very traditional and very country. Uh, his songs sound very liberated, very、uh, spontaneous, and they all have a kind of a northwestern Chinese、uh, kind of a traditional、uh, country mountain people tone to them. Yet they are very unique, and he is definitely a very incredible singer. In this first song, called "Banishment," you will hear what I was talking about.
the next song is called "That First Snow of 2002," and this was on the top charts in China for quite a few years.、Um, what's really unique about this song is that it、uh, sports a very unique kind of instrumentation.、Uh, at the same time, it has a modern Beat to it, while is carried by a very traditional instrument.
的红唇念出我的一切，是你的体贴让我再次热烈，是你的万种柔情融化冰雪，是你的甜言蜜语改变季节。Coming up, we have a song called "Eli," or if I want to translate it into English, it's what called something like "Have you seen the one I loved?" This one is a very beautiful, very folksy song with a、uh, real traditional arrangement. And also in this piece, we get a glimpse of. Dale Lane's vocal range.
情人在等待他归来的消息，痴情人在等待他归来的消息，用最美的声音等你的消息。Today's melodies are reorient with this song because it would almost be incomplete、uh, to play、uh, to showcase a singer from China、uh, without showcasing、uh, this song, which is called Chairman Mao. And in this song,、uh, we really, really get a feel for the incredible range. This husky-voiced Chinese singer has. Thank、you. 
To Tales of the Far East. This segment is where I tell you some old, old folklores and fairy tales and fantasy mythologies from the eastern part of the world. They may be Chinese, they may be Taiwanese, they may be Cantonese, Japanese, or even Indian. I believe that the best way to learn about a culture. It's through its stories and songs and mythologies and even their jokes. Today, I want to tell you of the great General Xin, who lived all、oh, approximately twenty-five hundred years ago in China. This was during a time of turmoil, but there again, China is always in turmoil, so there shouldn't be anything surprised about that. <laughs> anyway,、uh, that was at the end of a very chaotic period、uh, in China, where two great lords were going to war against each other, both fighting to gain total domination over this great kingdom. They were Shan Yu the Tyrant and Liu Bang the Merciful, but neither of them is all that important in this tale. So we'll just quickly move past them because we want to talk about Xin. Now Xin grew up、uh, as a very poor、uh, scholar. He had a lot of great ideas in his head. He had things he wanted to do for the Chinese people.、Uh, he had ideas of how to make the country unite and great. But no one paid him any mind because he was just a poor scholar. So one day, Xin decided. That he could no longer afford to stay home and wait for one of the great lords to discover his intellect. If he did that, he probably would have waited until he died of old age, and no one would have ever heard of him. Making up his mind, he strapped his sword onto his back, grabbed his backpack and books, and set out on a long journey to the capital city to meet one of the great lords, so he could offer to work for their government. Now, I did say he was really poor, so he couldn't afford horses or anything like that. So he had to walk. It was a long way. A few days later, 
we saw Shin coming to a wooden bridge. On the bridge was four or five ruffians. They were dressed in rough clothes. They looked unshaven, big, and very burly. The leader of the ruffians saw this scholarly-looking dude coming upon the bridge, and he nudged his companion and he said, "Look what we got here! Let's have some fun with this dude, eh?" So they stood shoulder to shoulder, blocking Shin's path, and the leader. Said to Shin, "Hey, dude, if you want to pass, you must take out your sword and defeat us in mortal combat. Otherwise, you have to get down on your hands and knees and crawl like a dog between my legs, and then I will let you pass." So Shin was left with a choice: take out his sword and cut these men down. If he was lucky enough to defeat all of them, he would become a fugitive. He would be a wanted man, maybe sentenced to death for murder. If he lost, most likely they would beat him to death. His choice seemed obvious. Getting down on his hands and knees, he lowered his head and crawled between the guy's leg. And chased by their laughter and jeers, he walked away with as much dignity as he could muster. A few months later, Shin has not yet reached the capital city, but all his traveling money were spent. Even his sword had been sold to get some dinner. He had nothing left. He was hungry. He was thirsty. He was dying. So he came upon a house and he knocked on the door. A woman opened the door, and Shin said, "Good lady, I am on my way to the capital city to work for one of the great lords." But I fear that I may perish without sustenance. Can you spare a bowl of rice? The woman sneered and went back into the kitchen and came out with a bowl of steamy rice. And just as Shin reached for the rice in gratitude, the woman held the bowl away from him and said, "Look at you! Look at you!" A young man, so strong, so capable, with four working limbs and two working eyes, and yet here you are, begging and groveling for food without even wanting to find a job for yourself. If you want to act like a dog, then you will eat like a dog. Saying so, she overturned the bowl and dumped the rice onto the dirty pavement before slamming the door. Sighing to himself, Shin got down his hands and knees. This was becoming like a habit, and fighting 
of the neighborhood stray dogs, he gobbled down the rice, the pebbles, the leaf litter. Fast forward ten years, Xin was now a great general, one of the greatest in Chinese history. He worked as the right hand of Liu Bang, the Merciful, and was the head of the greatest army ever saw in Chinese history up to that time. One day, Xin remembered the journey to the capital city, so he ordered his officers to track down the ruffian and that woman. And bring them to him. Oh no! His underling thought, "The great general Xin is going to have these people tortured and killed for what they did to him." The first to be brought before him was the woman. She quailed and begged and fell to her knees and pleaded for her life. But Xin did not get angry. He stood up, smiled, and helped the woman to her feet. And he said, "Good lady, do not fear me, for I am not here to punish you. In fact, I have you brought here to thank you, because without that bowl of rice." I probably wouldn't be here today. So for that, I thank you, for me, and for the people of this kingdom. And then he sent her home with cards and cards of treasures and wealth. She got new houses, acres and acres of land, and became very wealthy. Next, the ruffians were brought before him, and again, they all fell to their knees and groveled and quailed and shook because of what they did. Oh, we are doomed! They thought. Sternly, Shin looked at them and said, "You fear me now, because of my authority, but you did not fear me back then." But that's okay, my good man. I am not here to punish you, because I know, obviously, you did what you did, because you had too much time on your hand and too much energy in your body. Every one of you look very capable, with big muscles and a lot of a a, a lot of extra time. That you just need to. Find something productive. So, because of that, I will make every one of you my personal guard in my military. You will be the elite. You will be the special forces. You will be the best of the best. Because then, we will find a much better use for your great strength and big muscles. And you won't have time to terrify and bully other people ever again.
for thousands of years. Great General Xin and his story of forgiveness and nobility was passed down from generation to generation. His reputation even outshone the lords he served, because, in the end, he was a much greater man. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I am Johnny Tiger, your host. When I was growing up, I went to many different dojo, learned many different martial arts under many different senseis, and most of them sounded like this. But only at Richmond Martial Arts. Would I walk into this? Hey. <laughs> Just in case I give you a fright. There you go. Thanks. Mr. Ty, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. Hi, Johnny. Hey. Hey, Johnny. Are you Jose? Hey, how are you? Good. Lots of people there. <laughs> How's it going, Johnny? How are you, Johnny? Yeah, all right. Any dojo can take your money and agree to train you, but not many of them will treat you like family. Want to realize your dreams? Want to train in a friendly, professional, and encouraging environment? Contact Richmond Martial Arts today at 604-241-7624. Again, that life-changing number is 604-241-7624. Visit us at http://www.richmond D K I C K S dot com slash that's http colon slash slash www.richmondkicks.com slash Mention the Johnny Tiger Experience Podcast for your free trial class. Chinese lessons at your fingertip. Hello, 你好 Welcome back to Mandarin 101. This is a segment where I show you some vocabularies and phrases in the mother tongue of old Chinese dialect, aka Mandarin. Disclaimer: As usual, I'm not a professional teacher of Mandarin, but I have taught English as second language in the past, and my English is almost about as good as my Mandarin, which means we're kind of screwed. Anyway, today I want to talk about trust. Now, one thing to、uh, take note of, quite interesting, while trust and honesty,、uh, quite a big virtue, quite a 
uh, important virtue in Western culture. In Chinese culture, the five great virtues: zhong, xiao, ren, yi, ai, loyalty, love for your parents, mercy,、uh, love for your friend, and love for your wife. Those five great virtues doesn't—they do not include trust or honesty. So that's quite interesting. However,、uh, that—that's not to say that、uh, Chinese people are not honest. Although you know there there are a lot of uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, underhanded tricks going on in the business world in Chinese culture, but、uh, you know we still like to think we are honorable people. We we like to think so anyway.、Um, so let's talk about trust. In trust,、uh, the one operating word is xin. S i n g, xin. Xin means trust, faith,、uh, belief,、uh, honesty, integrity. 诚信，诚信 means、uh, a promise means your words given. Chen,、uh, C H E N G means、uh, something promised, and Xin, like I said, means trust. So, 诚信、uh, or Some people call it 承诺 That's C H E N G. 承诺 That's N Y O. 承诺承诺诚信 They are the same thing. Basically, means、uh, the words that you give and the promise you made, the vow you, the oath you took, something like that. 信用 means credit. 信用卡 means credit card. 信 again means trust. 用 means、uh, unit, so unit of trust. And then 卡 just card. 信用卡 that's S I N G Y O N G C A. 信用卡 Credit card, as、uh, relating to that,、uh, credit check means、uh, when when you got to get、uh, your credit history and stuff like that, called 信用调查信用 credit 调查 D O W C H A investigation 调查信任 ，S I N G R E N， 信任 means trust in both、uh, verb and noun. 信 again means trust, and 任 is an interesting word here. 任 means responsibility,、uh, means burden.、Uh, it makes a lot of sense when you think that when someone trusts you. They actually are placing quite a bit of burden on your shoulder. 
So, so for example, uh, my trust in you would be 我对你的信任 我, me, I, 对, DWA means towards 你, N-E, uh, you, me towards you, uh, the, D-E, so 你的 means yours, me toward yours, uh, 信任, uh, trust, responsibility, burden, uh, my trust in you, uh, uh, or you can say 我信任你, I trust you. Now, uh, there are a few old proverbs that have this word. The first one is called Xin Qin Zhong Ren. Xin, S I N G, trust, faith. Qin, C H I N G, love, emotion. Zhong, J O N G, faithful, loyal. Ren, R E N. Uh, person. Xin Qin Zhongren is used to describe someone who is very impulsive, very passionate, very emotional. So a person who may prone to impulsive, emotional outbursts and not very logical, but a very... Uh, a, a person that you can trust, a person that uh, will be at your side. Some uh, a trusted friend. Uh, it can both be a good thing and a bad thing when someone describes you as a xin qin zhong ren, because basically what they're saying is, all you know is trust and faith and emotion and and uh, you you can be prone to be very emotional. Uh, very caring, uh, very loving, uh, but at the same time, lacking logical uh, problem-solving ability. Yan er yo xin. Yan, I-A-N, means speak. Er, E-R, means once. So yan er means once spoken. Yo, Y-O, means have, uh, exist, uh, generate, create. Xin, trust. Yan er you xin, once spoken, then the trust is there. This is to describe someone whose word is basically everything. You can take their word to the bank, basically. This is a very trusty, very trustworthy, sorry, uh, person. When you say someone is yan er you xin, that is a very high compliment. As an uh, opposite to that, if you say someone yan er wu xin, now only one word is different, but totally opposite meaning. Wu, uh, w-u means no, negative, not exist. Yan er wu xin, once spoken, there's no trust. So you can't trust anything this person say. This is a yan er wu xin person. 
Thank you for checking out today's Mandarin 101. Please check out future episodes for more Mandarin and Chinese-related goodies. For now, 谢谢，晚安 ，and 再见。A son approached his father and asked him, "Dad, what is an alcoholic?" The dad looked at him with bleary eyes and said, "Well, son, well, see those four trees over there. If、uh, if you were to ask an alcoholic, the alcoholic would tell you there's eight." Confused, the son said, "But Dad, there's only two trees over there." <laughs> yes, it would appear that I can tell clean jokes also. <laughs> Although that was very short and、uh, probably not all that funny, but hey, I tried. So thanks for being here with me for episode ten. That was a fun episode. Uh, before we go, of course, that's a shout out I have to do, and this is to VGStorm.com. If you are visually impaired and looking for good games, especially for、uh, a blind-friendly version uh, or uh, kind of like a, a parody of Pokemon, check out Manamon by VGStorm. Go to vgstorm.com and look、uh, through their games. These are really well made with great, great sound effects, and will offer you hours, if not months, upon months of replayability and、uh, gaming experience. With that, I will bid you farewell and see you again. In episode 11, don't forget. If you want to find me,、uh, you can send comments, questions, anything to Johnny Tiger at Shaw dot ca. That's J O H N N Y T I G E R at S H A W dot ca. You can also find me on Johnny Tiger dot com, or as Johnny Tiger or Johnny Ty on YouTube. You can find me on Facebook, Reddit. And if all else fail, you can Google Johnny Tai in quotation mark with keywords such as martial art or self-defense, and voila, there I will be.